so I'm going to be speaking today from 1 John chapter 3, and just a couple of verses, um, in, uh, beginning in verse uh, 16 of 1 John chapter 3. I don't normally base um, what I say from God's Word on American holidays. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I was uh, when I was in seminary. I was told by a seminary teacher, uh, people are already thinking about Mother's Day and Father's Day. You might as well make something of it. So um, this is not either Mother's or Father's Day, but in America, in the U.S., this is Memorial Day. What used to be called Decoration Day. Um, so um, it's a day that honors the sacrifice of soldiers that have fought for and defended and advanced the freedoms that we enjoy as a country. So it's a day of American honor for those who paid the ultimate price, and that is their life. And they gave their life out of love for country. Um, So it's serious, Um, especially those who would know the history of uh, war and just war and fighting for liberty. It's a serious holiday. It's, uh, but in many regards, it's kind of lost its weightiness, we could say. It's lost its tone. Um, pretty much, if you were to ask most Americans, um, what is Memorial Day? They would say, well, it's when we break out the hamburgers and hot dogs, okay? It's when we celebrate the beginning of summer. Or uh, maybe that's where, um, at least in our area, sometimes that's where the public pools open, okay? That's where uh, today's a little chilly. I don't know that that would happen today, but um, various stores have um, shopping, special sales on Memorial Day. So uh, it's very probable that many would not even connect Memorial Day with death, with the ultimate sacrifice of somebody giving their life for the Lord. So as I was thinking about that, I was actually thinking about that on Saturday afternoon. Um, I was thinking, I wonder how often it is for us, or how easy it is for us to be distracted and even need a reminder of why we sacrifice to pray. Why do we take this time out of our days and get up early or stay up late, or forego lunch, um, whatever the case may be for you. Why do we sacrifice to pray when so many others don't even have this on their radar? I mean, they do not understand why we're doing this. And sometimes, I mean, often when I talk about what we're doing here, people think, oh, that's nice. But they don't have any regard for this. Um, it's not that they're hostile to Christianity. It's not that they hate God. They love the Lord. But this has not snagged their heart. They don't see the reason for the sacrifice. So as I, and I'm not even saying that to be disparaging to them. I'm just saying there is something that God has done in our hearts that has caused this many people to sacrifice on a regular basis for spiritual advance, for the advance of God's kingdom. And uh, I want to remind us even today and, and remind myself of one reason that we do this. And so First John chapter 3 and verse 16 says this, uh, by this we know, by, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives 
for the brethren. But whoever has this world's good, goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Now, your mind may be racing ahead of me and saying, Rick, this does not necessarily apply to unbelievers. The primary context of this, of this is sacrificing for our brothers in Christ or our sisters in Christ, and that is true. It has to do with sacrificing for believers. But there's an application to this that almost sees past that to those who would someday be believers. Um, it would be an application to those who are not now believers, but who will be believers, if you will. And so parallel this text with a text that's in very similar context, but also very similar in name, not 1 John 3.16, but John 3.16, where we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now, I'm going to pause there and just remind us even that this word world, yes, has to do with um, the elect, or we could even say this has to do with those who are not followers of Christ, but who will be followers of Christ. So looking past the visible, if you will, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God was motivated by love for us. Christ was motivated to go to the cross by love. And I'm going to recommend that our praying today is, yes, motivated by the darkness around us and by the despair and even by the distress around us, but also by our love for others. We want to see them know Christ. We want to see them delivered from their sin. We want to see them redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We want to see them know Christ. So we love what God has done in our hearts, but we don't want to be a country club and just say, God ours, hope you get yours. No, our love for the Lord is mirrored by our love for others. So we pray for revival. We pray for advance. We pray for um, even people's health and needs, not just so they will have health or jobs or safety, but for the glory of the Lord and for the advance of his kingdom. We are motivated by love for our Lord and love for others. So, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, He laid down his life for us. So love is sacrificial. It's a sacrifice. It is a dying self. And the scripture not only tells us that he describes his love, but then he shows us his love. It's not just talk. It's action. So we can think back to that horrific scene of Calvary, and we can see the horrific cross of Christ in our minds, human torture and human shame, demonstrating, Jesus demonstrating, not just saying, I want you to know me, 
but demonstrating I'm going to lay down my life for you so that you can know me. I will sacrifice. So that just, as I was thinking of that Saturday afternoon, I got then thinking about that text in, in Romans 5 that says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. I am so glad, and no doubt you are also, that God did not just say, I love you. But God demonstrated his love by sending his son, sacrificing by sending his son, and Jesus sacrificing for us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We pray with the same motivation. We pray motivated by love for others. Even when we were sinners, <laughs> and sometimes I think we talked earlier about being optimistic and realistic or pessimistic, sometimes in our fallen state, even post-redemption brokenness, if you will, we don't see our sin as horrific as it is. Um, but before we were saved, we were the enemies of God, under the wrath of God, and even in that ugly, sinful state, God loved us while we were sinners. So Christ delivered us, and uh, I just want to remind us today of the sacrificial love of Christ, and we sacrifice daily. We sacrifice every day. And even if we see, I mean, this text is talking about seeing somebody in need and why, if we're not going to sacrifice out of what we have to meet their need, then how can we even say that we love them? And I'm going to recommend that as we are sacrificing our schedules and our priorities to be soldiers in prayer, we are demonstrating our love for others. So love is sacrificial even on a daily basis. And I'll finish by reading something that I was uh, sent yesterday. By um, This is from uh, the biography of David Livingston, who was, um, went to Africa, suffered there greatly for the cause of the gospel. And uh, he said this. He said, people talk of the sacrifice I have made in spending so much of my life in Africa. Can that be called a sacrifice which is simply paid back as a small part of a debt, of a great debt owing to our God, which we can never repay? It is emphatically no sacrifice, saying rather it is a privilege. Anxiety, sickness, suffering, or danger now and then with a foregoing of the common conveniences and charities of this life may make us pause and cause the spirit to waver and the soul to sink, but let us only be for a moment. All these are nothing when compared with the glory which shall hereafter be revealed in and for us. I never made a sacrifice. Of this we ought not to talk when we remember the great sacrifice which he made who left his father's throne. So as we gather, we are motivated even to sacrifice by love for others. And if we think of how a soldier performs and as a soldier is trained, 
a soldier. We could even equate this with a prayer warrior. A soldier is, um, has a vision that is motivated by a goal. Our goal is kingdom advance, and may that motivate us to what we're doing today. Uh, a, a soldier is taught skills that they did not know before. And how many times have we referred to even this prayer meeting as a school of prayer? We're learning as we go. We can become greater warriors as we go week by week in prayer. And then a soldier sacrifices and fights without knowing the full picture. We don't know what God is doing through our prayers. We pray by faith. One of these days, maybe God will allow us to look back and say, that's why I burdened you to pray. Look what I was able to do through your praying. A sacrifice of a soldier may see a temporary hill conquered, but he may not even know what's going on in the entire war. And we can rejoice that even in our sacrifice, motivated by love, fits into the scheme of our great God, who is the King of Kings.